Well, today we are starting a three-sermon series entitled, Do You Want to Be a Disciple? And the first one, which is today, is, Am I Invited? Am I invited to be a disciple? That's an important question. Have we been invited? Have we been invited to be a disciple? If so, to what or to whom will we be a disciple? The word disciple is defined in the dictionary as a person who is a pupil or an adherent of the doctrines of another, a follower, or one who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrines of another. Day by day, they arrive in the mail, don't they? We call them invitations. A new store is opening for business and we're invited to come on in. A friend is getting married and we're invited to join in the celebration. Someone will buy us dinner while we listen to yet another financial planning lecture. Our class is having a reunion and we are invited to attend. Hardly a day goes by when we don't get at least one of those invitations, requesting the honor of our presence. But there are seemingly even more important invitations we receive. We are invited to play a significant role in supporting a political candidate. Of course, to obtain that role, we have to believe that candidate is the best person for the job and support all of her or his policies. We are asked to become a spokesperson for a nonprofit organization. And it will require us to be devoted to it, its leadership, and firmly believe in its cause. At our employment, we are asked to sign a loyalty oath to the company's policies and its leaderships. So, taking a look at our lives, to whom or to what have we intentionally or unintentionally become disciples. However, there is an invitation of a divine kind that cuts through history and transcends time. It comes from Jesus Christ. It has our names on it. It is an invitation to Christian discipleship. Jesus of Nazareth requests the honor of our presence. The Lord Jesus Christ invites us to a personal, daily relationship with him. A faithful friend, Jesus asks us today, will you follow me? Will you travel with me on our entire journey? Jesus Christ is calling for us to at least check out the journey we can take with him. So today, I'm breaking down the invitation into four parts. The first part, is to understand just what the invitation means. The first place to look for that meaning is right here, within the neighborhood church. Now, some of us feel a little uncomfortable in this church. We're a little mystified by what goes on here. We may not know the hymns we sing. We may not be familiar with the prayers we pray. And this whole thing about communion is really a big mystery. Yet, in this setting, we know that something is to be learned here. 
Otherwise, why would all these people be here today? What we will learn here is that there is more to the living of our lives than what we may be experiencing. That there is something inside of us longing for someone outside of us to show us the meaning of life, to be our guide through that life. Here, Jesus is saying to all of us, accept my invitation. I will be your guide. He made that offer to some fishermen in our second scriptural passage from the book of Matthew when he said, follow me. And he specifically called them. He's saying that to all of us here today. Ponder the possibilities. Live with the reality. Give it a try. Follow your heart. It might mean more than you can imagine. He says, come. Come today. Come and follow me. Come and follow. Was there ever an invitation more profoundly simple and simply profound? Come, follow. To follow is to go, to move, to come after, to comprehend, to pursue that calling that is bigger than ourselves. That is what we are being asked to do today. Just ordinary fishermen one day were tending their nets. And Jesus said, come, follow me. And they left their nets and they followed him. Notice one thing. The fishermen didn't hesitate for one minute. They immediately answered the call of Jesus. Immediately they followed. I kind of think I would have said, wait a minute. How far? How long? How much? What is the salary? What are the benefits? And where is the employment contract? There was none of that. Instead, they just started walking. The scriptures do not give us any indication about their thought process or their emotional state upon receiving the invitation from Jesus. The scriptures just say that they immediately accepted the invitation. Discipleship is just that. It's hearing God's call and obeying it, even if it means radical changes in our lives. The second part of the invitation of Jesus Christ is that it asks us to take a leap beyond that which we have experienced before. Now, most of us have taken such leaps in other areas of our lives. I have sailed all my life. I started out and a little eight-foot boat called a Sabbath. And then I graduated up and up and up till I started sailing and racing boats about 15 feet long. Then I graduated up to where I was racing on large ocean racing sailboats as a crew. And then one day, one of the owners of those boats, or that boat, said, I'd like you to become a partner in my boat. Uh, I was very reluctant to do so. It would require a lot of time and energy and effort and a whole lot of money. That's what it takes to race a 42-foot ocean racer. But even more daunting was the prospect that I would be required to skipper that boat in races where we are frequently in very close quarters. And on such a big boat, that can be a hazard. 
Now, the boats that I had raced and sailed, when I banged into somebody, no big deal. I probably got protested out, but nothing happened. If I were to run into somebody and have a collision in a 42-foot ocean, ocean racing machine, it would do a lot of damage and probably hurt some of the crew members, including myself. So, quite frankly, I was afraid to do it. However, I decided to take the plunge, no pun intended, and I accepted the invitation. The acceptance changed my life and brought me some of the most exhilarating, dangerous, and satisfying moments of my life. Jesus is asking us to take a similar leap, the so-called leap of faith, and become his disciple. It may lead to exhilaration. It may lead to danger. It may lead to change. But the guarantee is it will be one of the most satisfying decisions we will make in our lives. The third part of the invitation is that to see through it, Jesus Christ is asking us to enter into a personal relationship with him. If somebody came and asked us today, are we Christians? We would most likely say, yeah. Yeah, we are. By choice or by chance, we are Christian, as opposed to being a Muslim, a Hindu, or a Jew, or many others. We were born into Christianity, or maybe we made a passing decision one day to be a part of a Christian faith. But if I ask you a different question, it becomes intensely personal. Are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? Where he leads, will you follow? Will you follow him your entire life's journey? It is that personal relationship that Jesus sought with those fishermen that day, and it is that personal relationship that Jesus Christ seeks from us today. The love of God is a free gift. It's called grace. But discipleship is a dynamite decision. The turning point in any life is when we stop inventing God that we want and start following the God who is through Jesus Christ. There is a tendency for us to reverse this process and to define our own invitation and then extend it to God. The invitation to discipleship does not involve us calling Jesus Christ and inviting him to participate in what we are doing we are doing, discipleship involves the acceptance from Jesus Christ to do what he is doing. To somebody today, Jesus Christ is saying, come, come to me, come follow me, be close to me, have a close personal relationship with me. Now, personally, I believe that Jesus Christ is my best friend. I can talk to Jesus Christ about anything, things that I wouldn't talk to anybody else about, things that I'm embarrassed about, things I shouldn't have done. And on the other hand, my successes and things that I'm very proud of, he keeps me humble sometimes. But the point is, is that we all can have that kind of relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, each one of you will have a different relationship with Jesus Christ than I do but it will be just as meaningful and significant to your life as it is to mine. So just how is that relationship formed? We start by learning all we can about the life and ministry of Jesus. 
by coming to church on Sundays with an open heart and an open mind to gain knowledge about who we are to follow as a disciple. Learning by taking the Bible or book study classes offered by this church. Hearing the sermons on Sundays. Engaging in fellowship with church members and friends who are further down the discipleship trail than we are. The fourth part of the invitation requires us to accept it with complete trust in the one who is doing the inviting. Simon Peter, Andrew, James, and John put their hands in Jesus' hands and followed. And they had no idea where they were going. Despite not having a road map for the journey that lay ahead of them, they obeyed the call of Jesus and followed. A crucial part of accepting the invitation to be a disciple of Jesus Christ is trusting the one who is doing the inviting to faithfully lead us and take us from what is known and comfortable to perhaps what is unknown and uncomfortable. Through the accepting of the invitation, we will come to know the depth of God's mission for us and the purpose for our lives. Even if you have accepted the invitation of Jesus Christ in the past or more than one time, it is always there for you to accept Again, if you are here today feeling futile with your faith, if you have tried and failed at it, if you have become bored with this church, you wonder when this service is ever going to end. If you find yourself pushing to the edge towards the exit, there is one who is coming today, and he is saying, come, follow me. Jesus said at Matthew 16:24, If anyone should be my disciple, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Today, I ask all of you to please not let our past inability to find faith or to grow the faith we have stop us from accepting the invitation that is being extended to us right here and right now. Perhaps the Apostle Paul said it best at 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for most of my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I shall boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness in insults, hardships, persecutions, difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That is the beauty of the invitation from Jesus Christ. It is extended to all of us, no matter where we are in our walk of faith or even if we have failed to start that walk. It is also extended to us no matter where we are on our walk of life. No matter what we have done or not done, we have received the invitation to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. So, coming full circle in the sermon, as I said at the beginning, am I invited? I hope the answer is clear that absolutely, unequivocally, and beyond any shadow of a doubt, we are all invited to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. 
all we have to do is accept the invitation. It's not hard. So let us all do so today. Now.